Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hi there, welcome back to the Faith Live Sisters as we walk through Hebrews 11, um, the Hall of Faith. We have, um, for the most part, talked about men up to this point. Um, we had a little jot with um, Sarah. Sarah, thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of Sarah. I'm even looking at her name and it would not come out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we had a little a little um, estrogen shot with Sarah, but now we're, we're going to talk about Rahab. Um, and we touched on her just a teeny little bit in the last episode, um, but we are going to really camp out on Rahab today, and that is from Hebrews 11, verse 31. 31. Thank you. I am needing another cup of coffee today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terry, yeah. do you want to help us along with that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Short and sweet. Short Short and sweet. sweet. Yeah. And that actually gives us um, a fair bit of information about her. Mm -hmm. Just right there. She was a prostitute. She was obedient. Um, She harbored spies. So let's jump back to Joshua chapter 2, where we get far more in-depth with Rahab. We can um, jump in and really hear her story. Well, we left off um, before this that Joshua had sent two spies in to um, spy out the city and see if they could overtake the city. Um, And so Joshua secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there which really makes good sense. Um, Her house, I'm using quotation marks, house, (laughs) house of ill repute. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. mm -hmm, Was on the wall and had easy access to the gates. Um, And she would, as people were coming in and she was entertaining and um, probably serving food too, maybe. Maybe. could listen in on all these conversations that people were having and she learned a lot and um, she learned all about how the Israelites were conquering the land and then they were making their way toward Jericho so the king was aware of this too the gate the city gates were closed up because they knew the Israelites were on the way so they had some fear of Israel. They'd heard what they had done on the other side of the river. So. Well, I love that, you know, we know that faith comes by hearing. The word says that. So Rahab had heard all kinds of things about what God had done for the Israelites. Um, 
she heard how they crossed the Red Sea, how God parted the sea for them. And then she heard how they destroyed the kingdoms of Sion and Og. So she's heard some things. And in hearing that, she's come to faith that the God of Israel is a great God. He is the God. And I think that's pretty awesome that this little prostitute um, is has a heart that's ready to receive um, and that faith gets birth, birthed in her that way. I love that story. Um, so she she is ideally positioned. There are a lot of people coming and going in a house of prostitution. Mm-hmm. I think a kind of a busy place. And so when the Israelite spies show up, she's got a lot of people showing up at her house so they don't stand out. And um, she feels that it's the right thing to do to hide them from the king. Uh, And she's pretty brave to lie to the king when the king comes and he says, Hey, we've heard that the Israelites have entered the city. And she's like, well, yeah, but they left. I don't know where they went. Mm -hmm. And she has hidden them on the roof of her house Mm -hmm. under some stalks of flax. So pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. The Bible is so interesting, isn't it? I mean, who would have thought that thousands of years later, we would be casually discussing this, or discussing, <laughs> casually discussing a prostitute yeah. from a city that was about to be tumbled down mm-hmm. um, from horns, trumpets. Trumpets, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so interesting. If somebody had, you know, if somebody made this into a movie now, it'd be like a lifetime movie, right? (laughs) And we'd be, (laughs) we'd be talking about it then. Anyway. Yeah, she was caught um, hiding the spies. It would have been certain death for her. And her whole family too. Her whole family. They would have put her whole family to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't only save herself, but she did save her family. Everyone, she made this deal with the spies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think it's a great story in that it shows us that God God looked at Rahab and he saw her heart. He didn't see what she did for a living. Um, right. He didn't let that stop him from using her in such a mighty way. And like you said, we know later on, she's Boaz's mother. Yeah. Boaz marries Ruth, and that's the, the messianic line. Jesus comes from that line. Mm-hmm. So she's in his lineage. It's a pretty incredible honor that God has bestowed on her um, for her faith, not looking at some of what she did. Her profession. <laughs> her profession, mm-hmm. right. Right, but it was also about her action. She it took is. action. She, she had that faith and she stepped out in action. She yeah. chose to hide the spies. Yeah. I don't know why on the roof was a, such a tricky hiding spot. Hi, and Zeke, that's like one of the first places I would go. <laughs> you know, I mean, how many rooms do you have? <laughs> how many places do you have to hide? Yeah. But, well, me, and who knows? In a place like that, there are probably many rooms. It could be. Yeah, but, yeah. I I'm, I thought that too. I mean, under some stalks of flax, and I think of like a stalk of corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, it's I like that's, that's not much, but I mean, if if it was piled high, yeah, you know, well, maybe uh, that was pretty typical to stack that stuff up on the roof so it could dry in the sun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, good point. You know, yeah. so so maybe <clears throat> every house, every rooftop had a something up there drying out or. 
Um, and so it wouldn't seem unusual to have a big stack of stocks. That makes but sense. But you would think that they would search and look there. Well, and, and they, they might have under there. ordinary circumstances, but maybe God put a Could stop be. to that too, you know? Could That's be. what I like to believe, that God yeah. hid them too. God hid yeah. them too. I mean, she did her part, but he... Right. He had already taken care of that. Yeah. Right. Well, and think about this. Like the king, you know, he goes to her and he says, um, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they've come to spy on the whole land. And she says, um, yes, the men came to me, but I didn't know where they had come from. I would imagine in her profession, oh, there wasn't a lot of, um, there weren't a lot of confidences shared necessarily. I would think there wasn't a lot of um, prolongment of conversation. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to yes. be delicate here. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so and we're just sitting around like in a coffee house talking. Right. Right. Yeah. There, there probably wasn't a, a lot of just relaxed chit chat happening. So for her to be like, yeah, they came, but I didn't know where they were from. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, that I don't think would be terribly unusual. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So the spies then, um, she hides them. Mm -hmm. And then they, um, she asks them, she she says, okay, I know God's giving you this land. um, And all that live in it, like we're melting because because of you, because we know that you're here. I I love that description. Mm-hmm. We're melting in yeah. fear because of you. Yeah. Right. And like Angie was saying, she knew what had happened before. She knew what was going on. The Red Sea, Cyan and Og. Um, I love that she said before she let them go, please swear to me. Um, and this is in, where is this? Uh, 2.12. Twelve. Okay, yeah. yeah. Please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I've shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my mother and father, father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from our death. And I love the men's responses. Our mm-hmm. lives are your lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I mean, these people are coming from completely different worlds. Yes. They are coming from different cultures. They are coming from different lifestyles. They, um, they are coming to, the men are coming to spy because they know that they're going to take over this land. Mm-hmm. And this is a woman who um, is not probably the, in the top tier of society. Mm-hmm. Um, is, yep. <laughs> you know, is um, not leading the, morally correct life mm-hmm. um and they are so opposite each other but they're like we're for you yeah we are for you you are for us we are for you we're in this together mm-hmm. and i love just that unity because it all comes under god mm-hmm. because she's like i know your god is god yeah and they're like yeah and yeah. we are in this together now mm-hmm. i just love that yeah and uh, I love pretty, the, am, go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. Pretty amazing that she takes them at their word when she's when they say that, you know, mm-hmm. our lives for your lives. Um, she doesn't doubt that. She believes them. Yeah. Right. And I think that goes back to the fact that she's just declared that God is the God of heaven and mm-hmm. earth. And so these are his people. 
And so she, because she believes that about God, she believes that they'll honor what they promise her because she knows they're going to destroy the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has, she's heard what they've done, how they operate. Right. Um, so it's pretty big step of faith for her to believe that they can save her out of all that's going to happen. Um, but they do say, okay, but let's make one other thing clear. You have a job to do, and that is to hang the scarlet cord yep. mm-hmm. outside your window so that when we come, we'll be able to see it, and we will take care. We'll, we'll save everyone inside your household. Inside your house. Number one, if you tell anybody about this, basically, we're coming. We will take over this city. We won't take care of you if you break your oath to us. And we, um, so you have to do those two things hang the scarlet cord and you keep everybody inside um, your place with you and don't tell a single person or our oath is broken it's broken yeah mm-hmm. so i'm thinking about that that's risky they know that everything is closed up because the israelites are coming and then there's this one little scarlet cord hanging out the window <laughs> like how did the army or people not see that question that see what right. was going on well, yeah. remember they're shut up in the city mm-hmm and only the Israelites are outside. So they're right. going to, they're th- only the Israelites are going to see that scarlet cord hanging out her window. Because it's hanging the towards the, city. the outside of the city. Right. And I thought about that too, but I've also thought there's neighbors, there's people who go, why is she hanging that scarlet cord out? Why is that out there? That's to let them into the city. You know, I, if they're, they're patrolling, they're looking down the walls, they're looking at the angles. Maybe I just kind of. Stuck stuff out their windows, closed to dry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't unusual. That, that could be. Or if you think about when they're coming, they're kind of preoccupied by the fact that there are these armies of men silently marching around. And I would think that that would create a bit of chaos, mm-hmm. yeah. which you're feeling a little chaotic anyway, because you know that they're coming mm-hmm. and you know that they're ready to take over your land. And so it's like, okay, I would think that in the chaos of everything else that's happening, you just wouldn't notice it. Yeah, that's possible. That's we don't I mean, know how big when, it was. Right. But I know when things are like crazy around my house, mm-hmm. if there's something that's out of place, I, I mean, it'll be days before I'm like, wait, how long has that been there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That happens yeah. with my toothbrush. I mean, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine someone going, oh, there's this rope out here. I'll take care of that. And they just kind of pull it up. It's like, oh, (laughs) it's the signal to the army. So they come in and they do march around, like you were saying, Suzanne, they march around the city. And, um, oh, by the way, when they left, she just told them which way to go to be safe. Mm. She knew which way they were trying to pursue them and find them. And so, um, she she said, okay, here's what you're going to do. Um, let's see. It's like go by the hills for three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself there three days till they return. And then go on your way. So she knew that they were being pursued. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, she wanted to make sure they were safe. She didn't just let them go and let them figure it out. She wanted to make sure they were safe. Because quite frankly, they were her ticket in yeah. or out. And she tied that scarlet rope out the window right when they left. So, so that's been, so it hung there until the Israelites marched on Jericho. Right. 
Okay, yeah. so, so it wouldn't have been something new that went out just when the Israelites showed up to start marching. She went ahead and hung that rope out when they left. That's right. a good point. So maybe now it is something familiar. The guards are used to seeing it because it's been hanging out there for however many days it took. Maybe they thought it was like her version of a door wreath. <laughs> or her version of a red light, maybe. Oh, or that too. What it yeah. became was God's version of his, um, a lot of times it's the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's seen as that, and it's seen well, as that so. continuing line. Yeah. Of, that's um, that scarlet thread. Yeah, yeah, scarlet cord. Yeah, scarlet yeah. thread. That's so nice, because I was also thinking maybe it's like the original version of the bat, si- the bat signal. <laughs> you know, I need help here. That could be where that came from. I like yeah, Rosemary's like version that. much better. Well, there were other scholars who came up with that. I'm not that smart. On that. Well, but it stuck out for it today. Yeah, it stuck out. It made a difference. That's how the spies got out, and that's how she was. She remained safe. So then Jericho happens. They march around the city six days, and on the seventh day, they shout, and all the walls fall. Mm-hmm. Right. Except yeah. for here. Yeah. Right. Which is to me a miracle too. Like how did this part yeah. stay up? Yeah. Um, and then we come into, it's Joshua. Where are we at? Seven? Six. Further. Yeah. Joshua six, maybe? Um, Joshua yeah, six, 22. Yeah. Um, this is after they've taken over the city, killed all the people in there. Um, but the scarlet cord was there, so nobody went in. Joshua asked the two men who'd spied out the land, go to the prostitute's house and bring her out, and all who belonged to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young man who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, and brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside of the camp of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, then they burned the city and everything in it. Um, Joshua, Joshua, go ahead. I was just, I was going to read the exact same thing you were, I think. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she had hid the men in Joshua and sent it, the, hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. So how does that apply to us, the story of Rahab? Well, I think it says that it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, God can find you. Yeah, and make you one of his own. Mm-hmm. So, which eventually they were placed outside of the city as foreigners and unclean mm-hmm. until maybe they learned the ways. Until they accepted um, God as their God, maybe the men were circumcised. Mm-hmm. But she ended up marrying um, Salmon. Salmon. Yeah, and had mm-hmm. Boaz. So eventually, she became a true Israelite. Yeah, which God will. Um, turn you into a new person. Yeah, a new person. Yeah. Right, and, and one yeah. of the ways I see with this is we're not of the Jewish faith. Right. Right. We weren't born into that culture. We weren't born into that race of people. But through the scarlet cord, we were saved. Yeah. And through the blood of Jesus, we were saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I love the fact that it shows, I mean, this woman's life was openly messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. openly messy Mm -hmm. um and god's like it's fine i got it i got this you're mine or i can work with that don't worry (laughs) yeah i can take care of that right yeah you can you're still mine i still love you and i am going to use you because you made yourself available yeah Mm -hmm. 
that's really what it is. She's like, okay, I get it. I hear you, God. Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah. I, I got it. Whatever you yeah. want me to do. Yeah. So it gives hope for those of us who have messy lives. It's been messy, you know, yeah. which is all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Well, let me close this out today. All right. Oh, God. Thank you for using the messy people. Thank you for using the people who say yes, no matter what the circumstances are, God. Um, thank you for pressing on our hearts and showing us that you are a big God and that you are the God of all. Lord, um, I just thank you for making us aware of that. And I thank you for the privilege of being able to say yes to you no matter where we are, um, no matter what our history is, no matter what our past is, no matter um, what our present is, Lord, um, that you just are glad to use us in whatever capacity you will allow us um, and that we will allow you to use us, God. Um, I just thank you for that. What a privilege, Lord. I just pray that um, we would be reminded of that, that when we are having days that we just feel like it's not enough, we're not enough, Lord, um, I just pray that you would remind us that even the prostitute is enough for you and that you um, want us and that you love us and that you redeem us and that you allow us to work um, for you. I just pray that this would resonate, God, um, for all who are listening, Lord. And um, again, that you would just remind us of that daily. And I thank you for the privilege of being able to sit with these women to study these words um, and that you reveal yourself day after day, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>